This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 865, When Should You Self-Insure? by Darrow Kirkpatrick of CanIRetireYet.com. And welcome back to Optimal Finance Daily, where I read to you every single weekday from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. Before we get to our post for today, I want to thank Clear. You know, I get anxious when I travel, especially when I'm dealing with flights. And Clear is the absolute best way to get through airport security. You'll never run to your gate again. And it works great with PreCheck, too. Right now, listeners of my show can get their first two months of Clear for free by going to clearme.com finance and using the code finance. That's C-L-E-A-R-M-E dot com slash finance, code finance, for your free two months of Clear. Now let's get right to our post as we start optimizing your life. When Should You Self-Insure? by Darrow Kirkpatrick of CanIRetireYet.com Some people have an affinity for insurance and buy all the coverage they can get. It gives them peace of mind at a price. Others are suspicious of insurance and loathe paying premiums for services they may never use. Count me in that latter camp. But I've tried to be rational in evaluating our insurance options. For example, there was never any question of carrying life insurance while our son was growing up. But as soon as he and we had clearly reached financial independence, I canceled my large life insurance policy. There was no point in paying those hefty premiums once we were no longer dependent on my income from work. Same story with disability insurance, though I have kept some inexpensive accidental disability. The insurance industry has perfected its guilt pitch for life insurance. You are an irresponsible parent if you don't have insurance in place to care for your children if you were gone. Probably true. Yet the industry has extended that guilt trip willy-nilly. You're being reckless or thoughtless if you don't buy every new insurance product it invents. I suspect umbrella insurance may be in this category. It's not terribly expensive and it purports to protect our wealth from all manner of liability, so I carry it. But an insurance rep at a large company confided in me a few years back that she'd never heard of a claim being paid. Some insurance is clearly redundant. Why would you need payment protection insurance, for example, if you have decent life and disability coverage? And beware that insurance doesn't necessarily make covered problems disappear in a cloud of bliss. You still have paperwork, deductibles, co-pays, co-insurance, and time limits to contend with. And that assumes the insurance company accepts your claims. Most insurance is better understood as a way to defray costs. This is most evident to me with long-term care policies, which usually pay only a portion of your expenses over prescribed timeframes. They don't typically guarantee that you will have no long-term care expenses. So the short answer to the question, when should you self-insure, is whenever you can. Remember that insurance is generally a business run at a profit. That means that whenever you can reasonably self-insure, you will also turn a profit. You'll come out ahead in the long run. But before you cancel all your policies and put yourself or your loved ones at risk, do ask yourself some tough questions. 1. Will you be in business to pay a claim? This is why you can't self-insure for life or disability insurance, at least not as long as you have dependents relying on you for income. If they need you to be alive and working to put bread on the table, then part of caring for them is buying enough insurance so they are not destitute should you pass from the scene. But there's still room for discretion in determining how much life insurance you should buy. The insurance industry has rules of thumb for why you should buy a lot. I think that's a personal decision and depends in part on where your dependents are in life. If they're healthy, my opinion is that you should buy enough insurance to give them a generous cushion for transitioning their lives or growing up, but not necessarily so much that they become independently wealthy by virtue of your exit. 
Two, it's not enough just to be in business, in other words, alive. Could you afford to pay a claim from your liquid assets? You've got to have the cash flow to make good without taking losses elsewhere. That's why most people can't self-insure their home, even though the chances of losing a home to house fire are minuscule, or healthcare. However, you can crank up those deductibles, and you might be able to insure your auto in some cases. Auto liability is required by law, so you don't have to consider that option, but dropping auto collision coverage can be viable. To do that, you must keep five to ten to $15,000 or whatever you think you'd need to pick up some reliable used transportation on short notice available in an insured savings account or low-volatility investment. And I guess that's where most people get cold feet and decide to pay an insurance premium instead. It's a lot of cash to part with all at once. Just be advised you're effectively making the same payment over time via an insurance premium. Which brings us to the next question. Three, how likely is a claim? Insurance companies have the data and the business volume to answer that question very precisely. And that's why they can run highly profitable businesses under conditions where we, as individuals, cannot. Still, there are situations where we have pretty good data, possibly even an edge over the insurance company. You know your family health history. You know the individuals in your family and how they behave. For example, after my son had been driving a few years, I dropped the collision coverage on his 12-year-old vehicle. I knew he was an excellent driver and a quick back-of-the-envelope calculation told me that it just wasn't worth the premium we were paying to ensure the current salvage value of that vehicle given the low probability of an accident. We could self-insure. How does that math work? Well, here's a simple formula I learned for evaluating probabilistic problems in engineering school. Premium equals loss times probability. So if you're putting a vehicle worth $5,000 at 5% risk of loss annually, a break-even premium would be about $250 a year. Anything higher than that, and you're better off self-insuring. An actuary could provide a more sophisticated analysis, but I suspect this is close enough for our purposes. Self-insuring can be scary, no doubt. Sometimes insurance feels cheap for the peace of mind conferred. For example, I've made some impulse insurance buys over the years related to major appliances. I generally abhor maintenance contracts and service plans, but on a couple of occasions when the appliance seemed expensive and the plan seemed cheap, I've gone for the bait. It's always been a mistake. We've yet to collect. All our appliances have outlived their service contracts without major repairs. Similarly, last year I was offered a service contract on our small RV. The plan was around $60 a month and covered a litany of Murphy-esque problems for every major system on our rig. The glossy brochure was complete with stories from grateful travelers who had major repair bills paid and their vacations saved from heartbreak. I nearly took the bait again, but then I looked at the hefty deductible and the low probability of most of the failures and realized I'd make a profit if I self-insured. At this point, I've already saved more than $800 by not buying that policy, enough to pay for the first major repair should it materialize. I'll admit there is one area where I've always found it easy to justify a service contract my computers. Access to a functioning computer has been critical to my livelihood ever since the start of my career. Being down even for a few hours is guaranteed to produce frustration and possibly even loss of income. I've never had a problem paying a few hundred dollars annually to avoid that. Since computers were my profession, I had a good feel for the costs and benefits, and I've exercised those computer service contracts a number of times over the years. Insuring my computers is essentially a business decision. Ideally, you should evaluate all insurance unemotionally with the same cold look at the financial facts you'd use for running a business. Neutralize the sales pitch, ask yourself the tough questions, and make a rational choice. 
You just listened to the post titled When Should You Self-Insure by Darrow Kirkpatrick of CanIRetireYet.com. Now, I've mentioned this before. I am not the greatest at getting places early, especially when I'm traveling and I have to get to the airport early enough to avoid that. I might miss my flight anxiety. And that's why I'm so excited about our newest sponsor, Clear. Clear replaces the need for physical ID cards by using your eyes and fingertips to get through security, saving time and reducing stress. And it's easy to sign up. You'll get through security in no time, and not just in airports, but stadiums also. Clear is the absolute best way to get through airport security. It works great with pre-check too. Right now, listeners of my show can get their first two months of Clear for free. Go to clearme.com finance and use code finance. That's C-L-E-A-R-M-E dot com slash finance, code finance, for your free two months of clear. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your weekend. I will see you right back here on Monday, where your optimal life awaits.